Pulp MX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Danny Smith, my old rider. Worked for him for one year. Back in 1998, uh, thanks to Fly Racing for making this thing happen, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web, and whether it's Formula Helmet, whether it's EVS, um, EVS, Evo Gear, whether it's the FR5 boot, whatever it is, flyracing.com has got you covered. Zach Osborne, Blake Baggett, just some of the guys wearing Fly Racing out there, Justin Brayton as well, uh, crushing it with Fly Racing. Really, if you haven't worn Fly or looked at Fly for a long time, go back and check it out. Uh, they've got all new stuff, and uh, they've done gone leaps and bounds in the last half a dozen years in their in their gear. So please check them out at flyracing.com. Also, I want to thank the folks at Maxis Tires. Alex Ray, AJ Cantanzaro are using the MXSTs out there in Supercross and uh, doing a good job with that. Developed by Jeremy McGrath, of course, and uh, great tires. And uh, their their entry into a high level competitive tire is right there, and, and a race proven it each and every week out there in Supercross. So thanks to those guys. Great mountain bike tires as well, as always. Uh, thanks to Renthal. Fat Bar 36 out now. Twin Wall Bar, of course, a, a favorite of many people. They got the old 7.8s bar, and then they got the smaller size Fat Bar, of course, as well, without the crossbar. So Renthal, tons of U.S. championships, European championships. Since 1969, Renthal has been the leader in motocross and uh, and trials and everything else, handlebar technology. So please, thanks to those guys. Renthal.com for more information on that new Fat Bar 36. I've got a pair on my Blue Crew. So thank you to those guys. Thank you people for listening. Appreciate it as well. Race Tech Suspension, Pulp 20 is the code to save with Race Tech. Get your motor work done. Get some suspension work done with those guys. And uh, yeah, man, I'm stoked to do this podcast. Danny and I didn't gel for a few reasons that we get into in this podcast, but Never anything personal uh, on his end or my end. Uh, I wasn't really ready for that position. He was a rookie. And, yeah, lots of things um, didn't work out for us that first year. But uh, he had a fantastic career in the sport, raced at a high level, got a win, got got uh, 12 or 15 podiums, I'm going to guess, off the top of my head, uh, factory rider for a few teams as well. So Danny had a great career. And uh, so we're going to dive into that and find out what he's doing now. So speaking of flat racing, by the way. All right, here we go. Fly Racing Race Rex Podcast with the Danny Smith. And now, as promised, I'm pleased and proud to welcome our next guest on the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by the folks at Renthal and Maxis. Uh, a rider I know well. I worked for, for him for a year, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him. I haven't spoken to him for a long time, so I'm excited for this. It's uh, former Factory Suzuki rider, uh, Honda rider, uh, Yamaha Troy, among others, Danny Smith. What's up, Danny? How are you, man? Good, good, Steve. Yeah. Been a long time. Good to hear from you. And, um, yep, glad to be on. Thanks. 
Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, really appreciate it. You're one of those guys, um, and we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it a little bit. But yeah, when you when you when you quit racing, you did arena cross. You worked for motorsport. You did arena cross, and then, dude, you disappeared for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that's kind of my personality, probably more than uh-huh. anything. Um, and really, when I when I stepped kind of aside from racing, so to speak, I, I wanted to do something different. Um, it's not that I didn't want to like get out of the industry or anything like that. I just been doing it so long. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest with you at the point when I was ready to, when I knew I was, didn't have much left. Mm -hmm. If it was pretty easy then really, because, um, I really didn't think I left. I mean, I gave it all I had and I left everything I had out there and it was pretty easy. And so like that part of it, was easy right and i'm like you know what let's try and figure out what else is out there you know you kind of start fresh and yeah. invent yourself a little bit and so i kind of wanted to do that and see what else was out there it had really nothing to do with the industry or so to speak or anything like that is this i've always kind of been that way curious yeah. you know try new things and and it was more it was more of that than anything really yeah yeah interesting so obviously this uh the fly pot this is a fly racing racer x podcast and i was shocked to learn and this is how I got this podcast done because JT got me your number. Speaking of fly racing, you work at Western Power Sports now. That's awesome. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, um, the kind of the story behind that is um, when I when I stepped aside from racing and um, I went and helped my dad with his business for ten years. And uh, what we did is we had um, equipment rental business in mm-hmm. Ontario, Oregon, which is it's like fifty miles from from Boise where I live. And uh-huh. We had been over there for. Uh, since 92 and um so it's kind of like i kind of, i i think 07 was the last year i really rode and right then in that point in time you know the economy was changing pretty drastically mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things going on so i jumped in there to help him and we just kind of dug in and and then i st- ended up staying there for 10 years and uh, i actually really enjoyed it it was totally something new i mean i'd been around it since you know yeah being a kid kid right. and stuff but i mean like having the responsibility to you know actually make things happen and and be a part of it was really it's kind of like college for me to be honest with you because you go out of racing and like most guys know you're so focused on that for so many years mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's done and then you're like oh boy what am i gonna do and yeah so I was, you know i i tried a couple i mean a few different options you know right and, I was like, you know what, I'll do this, and ended up liking it. And uh, they decided after 25 years they were ready to um, kind of step aside from ownership. And they sold it about, you know, a few years ago. And <clears throat> so that kind of gave me an opportunity to kind of reinvent myself again. And, yeah. Um, it's It feels good to be kind of back in the motorsports world, so to speak, and ended up back at Western. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking it. Rocking it there. Good company, right? Really, really. From what I hear, everybody who works there is pretty stoked on everything, and uh, yeah, everybody thinks it's a it's a good place. I really like it. You know, I like the people I work with. Um, obviously, I'm comfortable with the products that we sell, and um, operations wise, it's kind of it's not the easiest thing in the world is to jump into something totally new. So that part of it was yeah. nice because I mean, obviously being around. Um, motorcycles my whole life and utv atv and yeah um so i didn't have that much of a learning curve with the products just then i could just really focus on you know what my job is and and kind of dive into that and but yeah i'm 
really enjoy a new challenge and again learning something new again so that i'm liking it what do you do there so i'm in the purchasing department okay. with uh yep so uh, i handle approximately about 50 vendors yep. and um yep so i um you know i buy product from our vendors and um kind of distribute them throughout the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the uh all of our warehouses throughout the country and um so our dealers can uh, or a salesman can get them to our dealers quick so right well and uh, so I, I worked at Parts Unlimited for a year uh, before I became like a full-time media guy. And yeah, you buyer guys, you purchaser guys. I mean, it's that's a that's a very important job. You got to hit your marks on inventory, make sure you know what moves, what doesn't move. And meanwhile, meanwhile, the suppliers are pressuring you guys to order. Like it's a, it's kind of a big deal for a, for a distributor. Right. You know, they told me. You know, when I first started, like you're never going to be right, but you know. There you go, and yeah. it's. It, <laughs> but uh, it's I, there's a lot of good people to learn with. It's been there a really long time, and um, I've been lucky in that, you know, on that side of it. And the that part of it's been really cool to learn because right. I really before that I didn't really know how all that worked, and yeah. Um, so again, another challenge, um, and it it's so there's a lot to do. You can learn quick and hit the ground running but we've you know we had our meetings and Mm -hmm. i was i've started in october and really now things are starting to ramp up for spring and you know the salesmen are out there pushing all of our wps products and um so the day goes by fast there's plenty of work to do and um so it's cool i i can only say i i like it yeah your old teammate brock sellers he's a rep out on ohio uh Northrop, Jeff Northrop works there, Southern California guy. Siebler is in the office. Jason Thomas is in the office. You're in the office. I think WPS might be the fastest company in America of uh, dirt bikes. Yeah, it seems like um, it's Kyle it's Gills. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Gills, I think. I think he made it. He was a rider. He made yep, it. Yeah, Gills yeah. is there. Right? Yep, absolutely. So yep. So I mean, there's a pretty diverse group of riders, and then you know you see that from the outside, but we have so many employees there that you know are behind the scenes that don't have anything to do with moto and yeah and um just a bunch of good people is what i'm trying to get at that besides the racing side then you got this whole operation side and Mm -hmm. um the good things are happening and um it's pretty exciting how much do you follow the races now how are you watching them every every saturday are you are you are you all over it like how 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 deep are you into the motocross and supercross now you know i i watch it uh, if I don't get to watch it on the weekends, I obviously T boy and okay. But I always, yeah, yeah. I always watch. Oh, okay. So you're into it. Yeah, yeah. You're following. Absolutely. It. You right. know, I went to my first Supercross in '88. My 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 family and friends took me took us up to Seattle when I was a kid. Uh huh. I mean, so I've it's been cool because I watched the tail end of the '80s and the '90s, and then I raced you know into the '90s, 2000, and a little bit, and then I'm watching this. So I've I've been watching for a long time. And yeah. I I don't think I'll ever quit. I mean, I love I love it all. It's it's um it, it's the it's the best sport out there in my opinion. Cool. Um how much do you ride? Do you ride much? You still get on a bike or You know, I I haven't. No? I, when I it's, again, when I stepped aside, I just um <laughs> That was it. No, I you know, I do miss riding with, you know, some of my buddies on the weekends, but it ain't it's more for the fact of, you know, I was I got beat up there uh, over the years, and, uh-huh. 
it's more it's more on that i'm trying to preserve my body that right the rest of my life more than anything i mean i ride my mountain bike all the time and and i like to get out and hunt and, and yep. hike and uh bird hunt and bird hunt a lot and when you're you know really my knees are just they, they don't they can't take it are they really just, really huh they're bad really. yeah <laughs> well Jeez. yeah you know it it um it seemed like every year you know i kept they i always for some reason that was something i couldn't keep healthy where my knees yeah. most almost every year i end up doing something to them at some point and right um and then at the end my back started to wear out a little bit and uh-huh. you know the combination of that it's kind of what slowed me down at the end more than anything but um so hold on a second so when's the last time you rode a motocross bike so probably um i took some time off mm-hmm. a friend of mine talked me and he's like you need to ride you need to ride and i'm like all right i'll try it i'll try it so and i'm not kidding you so i went on about a honda yeah and i think it was a it might have been a 14 okay um, so not that long somewhere ago. around in yeah, there yeah 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 we went up in the sand i rode it one time mm-hmm. and i mean i didn't I didn't crash, but, you know, we're riding in the sand in the wintertime, which is yeah. what we like to do when, you know, it's fair weather riding and stuff. But, right. yeah, you know, you just go into a corner and drag your knee, and, you know, the next day my knee's ballooned up. Oh. I'm just like, you know, it just doesn't work. But So, really, that's the last time I really rode. It's probably been five years ago. But but but, your knee, but your knee swelled up immediately, and you're like, yeah, this is why I can't ride. This is basically pretty, how it works. Jeez. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I knew that I knew better, but I'm yeah. like, oh, you know, I feel pretty good. <laughs> I'll just try this, right? So, but I can honestly say, as I'm getting older, like as soon as I stopped riding, yep. I mean, I was hurting for about, yeah, I don't know, three years. It felt like, I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was a pretty big shocker. I'm like, wow. And then, yeah, yeah. Now I feel like I'm getting things are feeling better. Um, and I, I mean, obviously, got to stay active and work at it. But yeah, yeah. A few years after I quit riding, um, it was pretty rough for me actually. Um, and you just you don't you're so focused when you're riding, you're racing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you push through injuries the whole time, and you put ten years in, you don't really know, you know. And then all kind of adds up there, and you get old, and you never believe it when you're young, but it actually <laughs> happens. But what your parents said and what old people said does come true, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you don't listen to when you're young because you're yeah you're 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 bulletproof when you're young and right. Um, um, yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, that, yeah, you, I mean, some guys keep riding, you know, I mean, we see all these guys that keep riding and then other guys are just like, yeah, no, I can't injuries are too much or whatever. And, and, and it happens. So, um, wow, that's, that's interesting to, to hear, uh, mountain biking. I've got an e-bike. I absolutely love it, Danny. It's amazing. Um, I have so much fun on it. So I'm into e-bikes. I mean, I don't have one, but I think they're really cool. Um, that's kind of the, I mean that's the future of all that stuff, actually. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I think that yeah, they're going to be everywhere in five years, you know. So uh, absolutely, and it's cool. It gets people out riding that normally probably wouldn't like. Yep. You know, because let's face it, mountain biking is not the easiest thing in the world, and no. they you know, they go up on a ride or two and they're like, oh, I'm over this. It's way too, it's way too much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I mean, I'm into that. Yeah. That's cool. Um. All right. Well, hey, man, let's get into the time machine. Let's talk a little bit here. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, as I said, presented by Renthal and Alpine Star, or Maxis, I should say. Um, 1998, you're an amateur kid. Uh, you come out, I guess, um, you were a Yamaha amateur kid, right? Coming coming through the ranks? Yeah, you know, for, so Mike Guerra um, helped me out 
um, a little bit in ninety. Let's see, ninety six and ninety seven. Yeah. Um, yep. Before that, I rode Suzuki's, um, and Suzuki's get you know they helped me out some parts and mm-hmm. stuff. So it was nice um, coming from you know back in those days. You know, I was pretty off the map living where I lived, and yeah, we would try and hit as much racing as I could, and um, you know, I still went to school and did all those types of things, and um, you know, to be honest with you, when I started riding. I, I kind of did it for more like, you know, I saw a race. I'm like, that is cool. I want to do that. Yep. And I can't, I, I was just always a kid. I'm like, I wonder if I can do that. It was more like, it was more, that's kind of my personality. Like I mm-hmm. said before, when I, when I, and it was more, that was always my, my thing. Like when I read a magazine, you know, I saw those guys I went uh-huh. to the races. I'm like, that is cool. I, don't, I wonder if I could ever do that. Yeah. So lucky enough my dad would take me some races you know we weren't super uber serious you know all my right. brothers rode and we had all the riding area up here we wanted in a really cool track and stuff and uh then we went to uh a race actually take that back my brother tried to um you know the, we had a local track and everybody's talking about amateur nationals and this uh-huh. and that so we did a road trip and they went to that was just a tag along yeah and that was in 88 we went to Ponca City. I don't even know if I raced that year. Okay. I can't remember. And then my, my brother's rode and stuff and his buddies that were from the local track. And then they kind of went on and fizzled out. And I mean, he kept riding, but he was never really super serious about racing. But mm-hmm. I, I just never stopped. So went up through all that. And, uh, yeah, so I started racing a little bit more. And um, Yamaha kind of helped me out one year, which was huge because their bikes were really, really good those two years. Yeah. And they they fit me really good, and I actually made a pretty good jump there um, in those two amateur years or whatever. And I think that really helped me out. And then it kind of went into the Honda thing, which was was super exciting for me when, in '98. There. When do you guys meet Hannah? When do you kind of meet Bob Hannah up there in Idaho? And and, and I don't want to say, you know, you become great buddies with him, but but he definitely helps you out a little bit. How does that happen? Yeah, absolutely. I, and again, it goes back to my brother. So, um, you know, Bob had lived up, him and Hicks lived up here, um, you know, off and on through their racing crew mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, you know, they were cool. Like, they would show up at the local race. They had, like, two pretty semi-big races up here mm-hmm. um, through the s- summer. And they had a big TT race up here, and so it drew a lot of people and stuff. And they would always show up from time to time. And somehow they met my brother in the pits or whatever. Okay. And they were just they were cool guys, you know, they weren't, you know, they were just, you know, he was just, he was super young back then, probably, you know, 20. Yeah. Um, and just kind of befriended him and they were just super open, you know, friendly and then became friends. And I bet you I was only six years old back then. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And then my brother and Hicks and, and they, and Bob bird hunted a little bit. And then we just kind of been uh, mutual friends like that over the years. And as I started writing a little bit, you know, yeah, He'd always throw in a good word for me, you know. I mean, he was kind of out of the yeah. you know, racing and amateurs and all that, but he would he was always there to kind of like, you know, do anything he could for you if he could, which was which actually helped me with the Yamaha thing actually. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He makes a call. It's it's pretty good when Hannah can make a call and vouch for a kid's family and, and character and you know and all that kind of stuff for sure. Um, well, what happened there was in this. I mean, I'll keep it short, but yeah. so the new the new Yamaha's coming out in '96, right? Yep. They redesigned their whole bike. Yeah. Yep. And they were gonna. They always did their um, photo shoots in Washougal, I think yep. it was. Yep. Washougal. And they got rained out over there, so they like drove over here to Idaho 
and wanted to get their press done and they didn't have anybody to ride the bike. So I got to ride the bike and I was on Suzuki's back then and I rode this Yamaha and I'm like, Oh, this thing is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I was ripping around that thing all weekend and then the press people kind of went back and put in a good word for me there too. And so they, they helped me out with some bikes. It's kind of how that whole thing got rolling. Okay. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Now I've heard stories from people like Rich Taylor, you know, who lived up there and, and everybody about these incredible tracks that Bob would have in the desert. Did you, did you ride some of these any, did you practice on some of these tracks? Were they still around? Yeah. I mean, a few of them. Yeah. Um, up, up in Sun Valley, they had some pretty gnarly tracks on the, up on Dolly's mountains and those pretty wild. Um, but actually down here, you know, down by Boise, there used to, in the old days you could ride in the foothills Okay, and they're all houses now, but yeah, it was similar to kind of like, southern california before they put all the track comes up where guys would go out and rip tracks in the side of the you know the foothills mm-hmm. it was very similar to that but yeah yep. we had a lot of that riding around here um as well yeah so we, tracks and it's hilly so it's kind of be like going out in Glen helen style tracks yeah i heard like i heard they're like a, yeah single track like hey you got to jump this four foot little gap you got to uh follow down that cactus make a right there go back up the hill like that kind of stuff and he and, yeah. and that's bob he would just hammer motos out there back in the day oh yeah so yep absolutely yep. just like that I and mean, that's what i grew up riding on right, basically right mm-hmm. um so how does fmf honda obviously brand new team honda factory 125 team in 98 uh you're riding yamahas how does honda get a hold of you how do they how do they uh contact you and 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 why did you decide to turn pro or could you have stayed with yamaha or what were your options before you got the yamaha or fmf honda ride well to be honest with you i mean i was still in high school i really didn't know what i was doing i mean i was amateur and i just started kind of going fast and and quote unquote if you want to call it fast in the yeah (laughs) but um Bill Bill's pipes got me for a ride. Okay, and that guy that guy's awesome. Um, I was using his pipes. I pretty much rode stock bikes on the Yamaha for the most throw pipe on there. And yep. Um, I don't even know if I had anybody to do the cylinders. To be honest with you, so I you know and that guy he was just he was super helpful and you know he put in the word for me um, for the Honda deal. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey. He kind of maybe had the inside scoop or whatever because I was running his pipes on that, you know, Loretta's and stuff. And then they're like, hey, you should – I rode A class. And then, like, hey, you should go jump in at Washougal. Um, all right, I talked to Gary. I was like, yeah, you can go ahead and race Washougal. And I actually rode pretty decent. Um, and then talked to Honda there, and they're like, yeah, you know, and I was kind of probably – probably wasn't on their radar they kind of made a spot for me i okay. think really yeah, yeah. um they watched me there and um that was i think then i think two weeks after loretta's back then is how they had that scheduled so you could always ride there you could catch that national and then there was two more i think uh binghamton and then steel city is how they ended the year so um went to washugal funny story about that is like you know how obviously there's a lot of trees and stuff yeah and, and you know, I the first moto, I it's the the race gets spread out there, as you know, and you really don't know mm-hmm. where you're at because it's almost like a you can't see any other riders, only who's in front of you, yeah. you know. Yep. And so, you know, I don't. I think I I ran, you know, fifteenth around there most of the mm-hmm. moto. I, I was, you know, up, you know, tenth to fifteenth. Um, ended up. I don't even think I scored points. Um, 
in the end, but I was yeah. like, I saw some of the good riders that I've been, you know, yeah. Damon Huffman. I saw him up there. Like, Holy crap. Okay. I'm, I think I'm riding. Okay. But <laughs> I had, it was a bad deal because that race, you can't pace yourself off of other riders because you can't see where they're at. Yeah. And I always had trouble with that my whole career at Washougal. It was weird. I know. <laughs> Cause you know, when you're riding at most of the tracks, you can kind of see the pack. Yep. Are they pulling me or am I right? You know, you can, first couple laps, you can kind of feel what the pace is going to be. Right. And that being my first national, it was like, oh, man, it was yeah, eye-opener. Yeah. It was crazy. But, oh, yeah, that's how yeah. the FMF deal, but long story short, they um, yeah. they ended up giving me a shot, which was which was awesome. And um, I thought I didn't know they were coming out with a new, new uh, frame bike was... and all that stuff. and. Yeah, um, if, did they let you ride a '97? You were like, "Oh, sweet, this thing's awesome. The '97's great." And then they got, they put on the '98. You're like, "Oh, wait." <laughs> well, I mean, actually, between you know the '97 and when I was in the '98, I didn't have any bikes at first. I'm like, "Oh, so I went and was riding my I think somebody's bike here in town was a okay. Honda. Yeah. It was a '97. I'm like, oh, you know, this is kind of like the Yamaha. It's just, this right. is fast. It's great. Yep. And I mean. I'm not complaining or anything like that, but the bike was really too, it was too big for me. I was too small. Yeah. And it was, it was tough for me that first year on no doubt. And until yeah. I grew into it, it it was a handful for me really. But I, I mean, I toughed it out and mm-hmm. um, actually, you know, was competitive on it for the first year and not knowing what I was doing to be honest with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's where I come into the picture. So you, you're on FMF Honda and you know, uh, ninth in the first first uh, West Coast stuff, nine six eighteen five second in Atlanta. Um, so all good results, like for for a rookie kid in Supercross, right? Um, but like you said, so at some point, your mechanic, two mechanics get fired from the team. I get hired. Uh, another guy gets hired, and they put me with you. And I don't never met you before, but I'm fresh off of a pri- privateer guy. And yeah, like I remember stepping into that team, and it wasn't great. Like. The bikes were slow. Remember, Sheik was on the team. Sellers yeah. was on the team. I mean, Sheik hated that bike. He came from factory Honda to put him on FMF Honda, and he he wasn't happy. And uh, we had older cylinders on the bike, and Terry Varner doing the motors. But then Mike Hooker was still at Honda, and Hooker and Varner had different ideas on the motors. And I'm thrown into this thing, and I'm I'm, I'm feeling the pressure. And I'm truthfully, I'm screwing some things up. I'm sure you remember that a little bit. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, this is the biggest like mess I, I've, I'm in right now. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm on this FMF Honda team and it's a disaster organized <laughs> like behind the scenes, you know, like it wasn't, I, it wasn't great for a kid to come in as a rookie for yourself. Like looking back on it, I mean, you know, everybody tried their hardest. Nobody was, nobody was, uh, you know, screwing up on purpose, but it, it, it didn't, it wasn't smooth behind the scenes. Yeah. And, and you know, that was, it was crazy back then. Things were just different. I mean, we had, a rookie team, rookie riders, yep. rookie mechanics, and I didn't know any better. Um, so, I mean, this is how crazy stuff was. Um, that, that, they kind of they didn't really know I was on the team till probably like November. I'm still in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh crap, never been on a supercross track in my life. I mean, a real deal one at all. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I go to my school, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to drop out. My parents did not want me to drop out of school. Right. right. I had, I had one, half a semester left. Uh, and anyway, they they were cool with it. You know, they they're like, oh yeah, riding motorcycles. What they think it's like evil Knievel, right? Yeah, 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 for, sure. I mean, we're for in, sure. We're in Idaho. They have no idea what racing a motorcycle is. So they're you know you know how that goes. But yeah, 
so then I haul butt down to California. I go out to the test track, and there's Yogi just tearing it up at the Honda track and <laughs> lamps in, and I'm just going, whoa. Yeah. And so, I mean, to be honest with you, I just started going, and, and I got to say, I love those guys at FMF. Everybody there tried really hard, but it was like, wow, is this really how it is? Like, yeah. I didn't know any better, and yeah. it was just, it was crazy. And so I rode like three weeks, go to L.A. Coliseum, it's muddy. I mean, it was it was definitely a, a way to get broke into the sport the way I did it. And yeah. I, I didn't make the final. I was crushed, uh, crashed in the mud. I mean, and anyway, go the next week. And, I, and anyway, I start riding better every weekend. I, you know, Houston, yep. whatever. And since I was way back, you know, back then you could go ride East Coast if you wanted an FMF. I was riding for free, basically. And yep. they're like, hey, keep riding. I'm like, all right, cool. But... Yeah, they were blowing through mechanics left and right, and um, yeah. you know, just I thought, you know, I'm on Honda. You know, yeah, Honda. These yeah. gonna be great. Honda's gonna help us. Um, no, do you remember all the all the conflicts with Varner, the motor guy at FMF, who's a good guy, and and Mike Hooker? Absolutely. Do you remember all that stuff? Like, oh yeah, yeah, like dude, our. One guy would tell the mechanics one thing, and Varner would tell us another thing, and and and, and these bikes weren't very good to start with, and and. And I was just like, wow, like it, this thing is not going well. Like Sheik was yelling at Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore was our manager. And truthfully, Bobby wasn't doing a great job. He was in Arizona during the week and he was fresh off of riding. And, and so he wasn't around very much. And Sheik hated him. And I was just like, I cannot believe this is factory Honda. I can't <laughs> believe this is factory Honda. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah go ahead. No, I just, and, and so all for me, as my first shot at a factory gig, I'd been a privateer guy, and then I worked on a Yamaha team with uh, Kalos and and mm-hmm. Ke- and Akini and Button, and I was just I was so out of out of my wilderness. I needed I needed help, I needed some advice and some stuff, and no one cared. Like right. no no one wanted to. It was dog eat dog, and uh, I remember screwing a th- few things up on your bikes. Never at the races, but uh, uh, you know I definitely noticed that you were like, I don't know about you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> as a rider you know you were nice you weren't a dick i'm not saying you were a dick at all but you, you you were you were always cool but you were like i don't know bro i don't know if this is gonna work uh with with us so that was that was what i remember you know what i mean i don't really remember i mean i remember most of all that stuff yeah for the most part i think by the end i mean it made me toughen up real quick yeah I mean, yeah luckily i came from where i did not that and I was ready for that type of situation. Yeah, yeah, you weren't in like a, a you weren't like a homeschooled uh, like prodigy kid who didn't do anything about life, right? You were No, I yeah. always had to earn what I got and right. I, I mean, and so th- like I said, those guys gave me a shot. I was going to try as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. You know, kept my mind yeah. shut and I'm just like, you know, I'm going to try and learn as fast as I can. Like I said, I I rode like 3 weeks on a supercross track which is a huge no-no. Yeah. And really I should have waited another year but I didn't want to like not get a ride. Yeah, I remember and, I remember there was people saying like I'm surprised he turned pro. I thought he had another year of amateurs like back then. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean my dad had a his own business to look after and he kind of got kind of like, "Well, we kind of did what we set out to do and right. if you want to do this, I mean you're going to have to figure it out." Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I left on my own and moved to California, and, um, and so really looking back, it was actually a pretty cool story. And mm-hmm. you know, getting back to the riding, the FMF stuff. I mean, those guys all tried super hard, but I think by the time you know we were getting towards the end of the season, and you kind of became the mechanic and all this, and I think 
it all started to kind of mound up because there was tensions all around yeah. and like you know what i want to just my whole goal was to get through that first year and learn without getting hurt and i ended up getting hurt yeah there. yeah um well, but yeah i mean it was more of i mean this is a crazy story that's just the way things worked I, out and i mean I, it, we're all i've told the story before and uh i i i was uh working and I, one one time, like this is the kind of team it was, and this is the true story. Like this is a true story. Like I put a circ, I built your motor up, and it was practice uh, at a national, um, not in a moto. Your bike blew up, and they looked at it, and a circlip popped out of the piston, mm-hmm. and they were like, and, and you, this is all behind the scenes. You, you know, you weren't aware of this, and they're like, "Hey, where'd you get this circlip from?" And I go, I got it from the box in the semi that has circlips marked on it. Like, that's where I grabbed it from. <laughs> and, and Hooker was like, well, look, I measured it, and it wasn't the right size of circlip. It was slightly off. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, Hooker. Like, I, I reached into that box and just grabbed two circlips. You know what I mean? And, right. and he was like, well, where'd you get it from? And, like, and like Hooker was cool. Like, he wasn't being a dick about it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I grabbed the only circlip that is wrong in that whole box. Like, that's the kind of team it was. And... I was just like, oh, like another thing gone wrong that, you know, was my fault, but wasn't my fault. You know what I mean? So, well, uh, yeah. And they had us living back east in Ohio in this in this homemade uh, shop with with homemade living quarters. And, oh, it was just miserable, Danny. But but, hey, man, you rode with a lot of heart all the time. I remember that about you. You you had speed. You never gave up. You you always charged to the end. There was no quit in you. Uh, So I knew. You know, at the end of the year, they fired me, which I probably deserved it. Um, and at the end of the year, I'm like, well, Danny's going to do something because cause you always roll with heart and you never quit. And the bikes were god-awful slow and the team was a shit show. But I, I figured you would emerge from all of that. I mean, don't feel bad because my work Suzuki blew up on me one time. <laughs> I was running second. so Right, right. Uh, it happens. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, and I, I kid you not. I mean, I wouldn't change anything about what I did. Right. I mean, I got, I have the, I have a really cool story on how I went through, you know, my life in motocross. And, mm-hmm. yeah. um, let's face it, I was never going to be probably a multi-time champ, but mm-hmm. I went out because I wanted to race. I wanted to see if I could go there and, and compete with those guys, and I just went and did it. And, you know, I did it my own way. And, uh, yeah. And things were just different then, you know, you, as you know now. I mean, it's really structured. You got people telling you not totally. don't, yep. you don't, they don't make those mistakes that we made anymore because they're like, hey, you don't want to do that. Well, and that's what I was doing. I mean, I got stories I could tell you of yeah. stuff you'd never do today as far as riding and training and stuff like that. But. Right. And then, and then, you know, nowadays the guys don't go to the track without a mechanic there and a t- stopwatch and everything. You know, I mean, back then it was like, hey, kid, just see on see on Saturday. Here's your bike. See you on Saturday, you know. Right. Um, but and also, hey, also too, by the way. Uh, so I got fa- I got canned at the end of that year, which again, totally understandable. Um, it actually really helped me. Like so, ninety nine, I worked for Tim Ferry at Nolene, and and I learned a lot about like just hey, look, I got to buckle down here. Like this FMF thing didn't go well for me, um, and I if I want to become a mechanic, uh, you know, I really need to focus and change my uh, living habits a little bit and all of that. So in a way it was a blessing for me to like a kind of a wake up call, you know, a little bit where I was like, Oh shit, this is really serious stuff at this level. You know what I mean? So, um, but for, for you, uh, Mike Williamson steps in a guy who worked for you in amateur career and Mike and I became friends. We worked together at KTM. Mike went on to work for a Tomac and RV of course, and James Stewart, like 
this is a guy that you were really close to over the years. And so that that part was really cool, too, for Mike to go. Mike was your mechanic at FMF in 99, the year after me. So, you know, that was kind of cool for you, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I've worked with a lot of cool people. And, I mean, Mike, um, when I got hooked up with Gara, he was at the uh, NCY, NCY shop. Yeah, yeah, NCY. And yeah. they had him come out, you know, and I was like, wow, this guy's, you know, very meticulous. And, I mean, he was just a nice guy. And, I mean, he wanted – I think he wanted to do it too. And, again, Bob, like Bobby was on the team. And um, I'm like, hey, I got a guy. I think he'd fit in great. Um, you know, he's – I think he's a pretty good mechanic. I mean, he's always helped me. I like him. And yep. they're like, oh, I don't know. And But anyway, I let him on, and it turned out, you know, it worked out for everybody, which yep. I'm glad looking back. Um, he went on to do great things. Yeah, for sure. He's ta- he was talented as well. But, I mean, it's everybody's story kind of crossed paths through this whole thing, which is kind of unique. And, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll cross across the whole board, you know. And sure. He, um, I try, you know, I try to. He tried to go to Suzuki with me, but they wouldn't, you know, I'm the new guy again. Yeah. They wouldn't let me bring the mechanic. I'm like, oh, this guy, he, he works well. You're like, no. And anyway, they, you know, they had me go with Brian Berry and he ended up quitting halfway through the year and retiring. Yeah. And I'm like, I would have had, you know, I should have. Yeah. You're just like, it. oh, that, you're like, oh, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, it, which wasn't that big a deal, but I mean, I think Mike wanted to go really bad, but for sure, really in the end, it's probably better the way where he ended up coming I mean, there. It worked out great for him as well. So and 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 to be fair, the FMF Honda team it got a little better after that first year. The bikes got better, right? I mean, Lytle won a race on it. Uh, Brandis won a race. Like it got a little better after '98. Would you say? Yeah, you know. So uh, let's see. '99, the bikes were the same, but yeah. I think we just we got them a little bit better. I grew into them. I rode pretty decent that year. I had that big knee injury, you know, in the year that. Yeah, and, and, I was, and that was when I worked for you. By the way, yeah, when people tell me – sorry, I keep interrupting you, Danny, so just no, tell good. me to shut up. But, no, uh, go for it. When people tell me – so I'm still in the pits, I'm still going to these dumb races, and people are like, hey, you ever been to Mammoth? And I'll be like, nope, but in 98, I had a ticket to Mammoth on Monday after Bud's Creek where I was going to go with Danny Smith, and we were going to ride all week, and Danny blew every knee ligament out at Bud's Creek in '98, and uh, yeah. there go there went my mammoth trip. And Danny, I've never been back. I've never been back. <laughs> so that's the story. Was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that was. I'm 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 glad I came back from that. Really, that was a career. It was big, huh? Yeah. yeah. That was a bad one. Yeah. And um, luckily, they. I was young, and I had a good doctor up here. But yeah, I did the old. Uh, you know, and, I thought I broke my femur because yep. my leg was, my knee was dislocated and it was like, you know, all that nasty stuff, all like, oh, and I'm like, great. And so then, like, I kind of, was all days, you know, and that big wreck on the, well, the, off the start and all that. But anyway, my knee popped back in while I was going off the track, right? And yeah. so when I looked down, I'm like, whoa, did I just get knocked out? I swear my leg was like <laughs> pointing over there and now it's straight. I didn't even know what was going on. It was yeah. crazy. Uh, and so anyway, I ended up coming back from that i mean it was a big surgery it took nine hours of surgery to fix Did it that. really it yeah. yeah i yeah. mean they said oh you're probably done i'm like oh, i was just, i was crushed but i didn't tell nobody i'm like you know what i'm gonna try really it was that serious yeah. it was that oh, serious was oh, like, I... I tore i tore uh, basically almost every ligament in your knee yeah. um my acl oddly enough is the only one that didn't tear <laughs> and it tore everything else and uh anyway it worked out yeah, I came back, but 
my point is 99 was a little bit slower for me to get going because that going. was yeah, yeah yeah i was i was hurting that whole year and and um now your first anyway. race wasn't until february like you know what i mean like it, you, mm-hmm. you almost went uh yeah six seven, eight months yeah yeah, yeah. I, I rushed it back really should have been out a year probably right but uh you know it was cool i it, it was just good for me you know i had to come back from that and then uh you know i was able to get on i think you know i think i made a podium or two that supercross series so like yeah um well I did well at Daytona, which was a huge goal. I think I made a podium there. And I'm yeah, like, you did. All right, yeah, I, third at Daytona. That's, so that's cool. It was that was a big year for you know making a comeback, and then 2000, like you said, Honda changed the bike a little bit. Yep. Um, the chassis was better. The motor was actually slower. Okay. Um, <laughs> Somehow, but, I don't know how that's possible. Do you remember? Uh, we, do you remember we had yeah. to, we had to run the old cylinders back then, like the '95 right. cylinders? And I remember at one point. Dan Bentley at Honda, who, who's a guy you know well, too, from when he was up in Heidel, uh, right. Dan was like, dude, there's no more of these in stock, like, in the world. Like, we can't get any more cylinders, you know? And I'm just like, oh, boy. You know? You know, wasn't it such a, a, a shock because, like, Honda just dominated through the 90s, yep. like, yep. and you're like, all right, you know, this is going to be great. <laughs> and, you know, I I don't want to sound here like I'm bashing any, you know, or anybody, but, uh, I mean, no, it was, dude, I, I, I was surprising, put it that way, but, I mean, I'm Put it this way, I wouldn't have had a you, career if it wasn't for Honda. Do you I mean, remember how? Guys, and I rode Hondas. I, I mean, was, yeah. I'm super grateful, but that's remember, what happened. Yes, you're right. Do you remember how mad Sheik used to get at some of those tests? Like he used to just start yelling at everybody. Like Sheik, <laughs> Scott was in a in a very angry world at that point. And uh, yeah, it was. You could see you guys were outmoded in a lot of spots. Well, think and, about it. Yeah. He he was on the factory team right. for winning nationals, and then he got put over yeah. on the team where I know <laughs> it was kind of a dysfunctional family, so I, to speak. I, I told the story before, like like Varner would be like, "Hey, what, what main jet do you have in your bike?" And I'd be like, "One ninety, and he'd be like, "Okay, good." And then Hooker would come by and be like, "Hey, what jet? What main jet you got in your bike?" And I'd be like, "One ninety. He'd be like, "Put a one seventy in there." And I was like, what? what? Like, my, I'm, we're so torn. We're all just behind the scenes going, rolling our eyes. And <laughs> and we're just like, oh, my God, this team, you know. So, um, And actually, that Bud's Creek race, so that's the race where that circlip blew up in your heat race. We had to remember back in the day, we had to ride heat races to get in. And, okay. And so your yep. bike blew up in the heat with that circlip that they said I didn't get from where I got. And then so then you had to go to LCQ, and you did it in the LCQ uh, in the Sunday morning program. And uh, – and that, and then Brad Woosley, who used to be a, a, a racer, and he he, he uh, went to become a parts rep at Parts Unlimited. He's the one who who cross cross jumped into you or landed on you or whatever. And in a round in a roundabout way, there I am working with Brad Woosley when I worked at Parts Unlimited the one year. And I'm like, thanks, yeah. Brad. thanks a lot, Brad. <laughs> but anyways, no, I, I wasn't no small his stuff. No, it wasn't. I I, I just it was a racing him. deal. But yeah, I was on the. Uh, so DeCoster DeCoster makes contact with you at some point to to get a ride at Suzuki. Is that how that goes? You know, and that's so it's funny. Like, I always had one year deals, right? Or yep. I had a two year deal a couple times. So, like, you know how my career is. I'm like, okay, I got it. That's why I kept clawing back from every time I get hurt. I'm just like, man, I, I got to get back. Mm-hmm. So then 2000, um, I had some good rides in Supercross. Um, I was competitive for wins in Supercross, um, made the podiums. I almost kind of threw a win away there in Anaheim, one of the big nights there. Um, showed you know that i was getting yeah. better every year so to speak and then um you know really i don't think he never really came up and talked to me um i think bobby helped me out a little bit okay. um he just said hey you know roger's kind of 
thinking about you, but he might hire this Roderick Dane guy in mm-hmm. France. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Some dude from France is going to get my spot. I was so pissed. Yeah, yeah. And But Roderick's a good rider. Yep. You know, so then him and I just started. He had his, I think he might have known, because in all outdoors, it was like, I'm yeah. beating that guy. Yeah. And I don't care what I do. And, and I was on KTM at this time, and they were trying to yeah. sign him, trying to sign Roderick back. And we knew he was going to go to Suzuki or trying to go to Suzuki. And yes, we were we were also aware of this fact uh, all summer long. So yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I'm beating that guy's ass outdoor. Yeah, and they have to give me a ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I beat him, and they signed us both. And um, that was like the happiest day of my life. It was like, and it was it was I had an awesome time at Suzuki. I learned tons of stuff, and you know helped developed a bike so to speak i mean yeah. i think that our team had or you know those years i mean roger looking back you know what he was doing he was he was prepping to get carmichael and um i mean and those guys had a plan for all that and really he's he would build that every year every year and i rode the suzuki no kidding the first day i rode it mm-hmm. i'm not shitting you so we're at the suzuki track and i get on this brand new they have a new model or yep. whatever and i ride and i come in i'm like oh this thing's awesome and I tell them, I'm like, oh, man, that thing's way faster than what I've been racing. And they they looked at me like, uh, that's like not barely better than stock, man. You're crazy. <laughs> they, thought I was, they thought I was nuts. You really? And, yeah. Well, yeah. well, listen, I, I, I was at, we could have showed them our dyno charts at Honda. It probably <laughs> and, was. <laughs> and then so I'm like, oh, this is going to be great, man. I'm going to be I'm gonna be super competitive on this bike. Yep. I'm going to throw down for as hard as I can these next three years, which, again, more mistakes which you know better now because i mean i just tried too hard mm-hmm. i trained you know like this dumb stuff like too much training like too much stuff like working too hard yeah yeah not knowing what you're doing scheduling right. i mean so the one race that france this is back on the honda right so the anaheim race i um i um i almost win the race i lose it in the last corner and um so mad, Talon Volans ends up winning. We we battled that night, and dang it! So, you know, I come in and Brock's my teammate, and he's giving me shit about <laughs> not getting done, and I'm just like, oh. so what do we do? The very next day, we go out to the Honda track, right? Yeah. He's like, we're going out there, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. And he gets on the dozer, and he, you know, and you know how Anaheim is. You get back at like one in the morning, you know, if could you drive back, and then we get up and. Should never been out the track. What do I do? I flip over and break my collarbone. No, no way, really. Yeah, just stuff like that. But anyway, I getting back to the Suzuki stuff. I, um, you know that was that was a really fun stretch for me. Um, I had a lot of fun, like just learning so much about right. Whoa, this is how it's done. Not, you yeah, know, like, yeah. You would have been. Okay. You would have been like, oh, look at like. Ian, Ian's got it together, and Roger knows what they're doing, and, and Berluti's there, Leroy, all these, you know, a.k.a. not me and the other guys. <laughs> and, and they're just exactly right. You probably learned so much from those guys, you know? Yeah, and it was fun, like, getting the bike better than it is. I went so much better and blah, yada, yada down the line. And, yep. you know, we had a few hiccups in the, along there as well, but not, you know, and um, I was, you know, I, I was even a little bit more competitive, and then. You know, uh, was at 01, um, and I was battling with Ernie, and it was super, that was yeah. a really fun time for me. Um, we had some good battles indoors, and yeah. I broke my wrist, obviously, like I'm saying every year, I got nicked <laughs> up. Uh, um, yeah, you were number 33 that first year, I think? 
Uh, Am I thinking 29. Right? 29. 29. Okay, yeah. yeah, 29. yeah um, so. What was it? What was your best Pastrana story? What, what I mean, what what was it like with that guy? That had to been insane. Yeah, I was. So we're we're we're. It's two weeks for before Anaheim, mm-hmm. and you know, in Southern California, you get the rainstorms blowing, or like crap. And we're ever he's 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 going fast, looking good, right? Not not hurt. I'm riding the best of my life. I'm like, man, this is awesome. Because everybody's, I mean, we're ready. Right. So it's like, all right, let's go up to Castillo's. All right, cool. And, like, it's raining because, you know, we can ride up there. So we drive up there. And we're just literally, I'm not even in the week before. So we do motos and stuff. And what's he do? He's like, he gets all JoJo. And, oh, I got to hit. All right, goes and does this big cliff jump, like, at the track. And just <laughs> endos and folds himself right into the hillside <laughs> a week before a week before Anaheim. Yeah. And he's late. I'm like, oh. And, you know, he then he goes, <laughs> he's walking wounded and just all, you know, and just that was probably one of them. But yeah. I, yeah. I swear he would have won. I mean, who knows what he would have done. Yeah. He, was, he yeah. was going good. But he went into that first race, <laughs> a wreck of injuries because – uh, he just had to do the cliff jump and walk yeah. himself. You're like, who's gonna call? Who's gonna call Roger? Who's calling Roger? Right? We didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. Um. Yeah, it was a, a really cool time in the sport for sure, especially with Travis around. Who God knows what you know people what he's gonna do and everything else. So, um. Yeah. So Muffin quits, like you said. Muffin. Does Billy Feltz tape over at that point? I think. Yeah. Billy, so yeah. that was the next year. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Sorry. Um. Was it? Oh no! I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. Halfway through '01, and then um, and so you, I and you I was break, at Wyndham's and you break your wrist also. And I well, then I come back for outdoors. Yep. And then I'm actually riding decent. And uh, anyway, at Unadilla, I re-break it, so I had to sit out the last few. Oh um, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of how that year went. It started out really good, and then kind of, you know, I was just pushing it and, or whatever. But yeah, we went into the next year, '02, and '02 actually had some pretty excuse me but that was at your um skateboard or people call it navicular in your yep. wrist or whatever the one yep. always hurts so that's what i ended up breaking so it didn't really you know it always hurt after then but Did it? yeah yep. yeah but i um going into 02 you know i kind of started slow there um but then built through the year uh throughout the year and ended up being one of my better years that i had um and it was that was a fun year um on the track for sure with and Billy, you know him. He's yep. a character. And, yeah, he, yeah. Um, a uh, lot of a lot of people remember you winning Southwick that year, obviously, uh, which is bittersweet for you, I imagine, because your brother had passed away uh, a week before, two weeks before. Yeah, it was like yeah, a week, ten days, something like that. that right on the off weekend before there. Yep. So unbelievable. Like I don't even know how you were able to race in a way, right? I guess I mean that's almost it's almost a good thing to to take your mind off it a little bit and and race a dirt bike. Yeah, because, I mean, looking back, yes. I mean, yeah. I was young, and really, I didn't know what I was feeling. You know, it's just kind mm-hmm. of crazy. You know, it's things happen like that, and, um, you know, you're, you're barely out being a teenager, and here you are, and then that thing, something like that pops up, and you really don't know what you're feeling. But yep. riding a dirt bike still felt good Yeah, uh, no matter what. So that was that was good for me. Um but backing up, I mean, through outdoors, I was actually riding really good even before that race. Um, um, started out, you know, I got a top five at Glen Helen. Yeah, and then, fifth at Glen Helen, fourth at Hangtown, all strong. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I had, yeah, and 
I almost got my first moto win at Hangtown in the mud, um, which I led the whole race. It was awesome. And uh, Stewart ended up um, winning that, which was hard to beat him, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, that whole year I was progressing. And, you know, I think that um, when we got to Southwick, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have won, but um, I was just, I was riding better that year and just getting better each weekend. And, um, you know, that, that weekend ended up kind of playing out. I think that I, there had been some, you know, couple races past where I'm like, man, some of them, you know, you win a race and yeah. you might get lucky or whatever. There was like two races where like I was the best guy in Supercross. Like I just didn't get it done. Like I, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then another and day, and like Southwick, yeah. you know, obviously no one's beating Stewart in the, in the sand track, but his, he, you know, I'm second. His bike overheats. Yep. I'm like, oh. You know what? I finally got paid back for the ones that I <laughs> go for a couple times. But yeah. I did ride good that day. I mean, besides him, I you know, um, I had good lines and everything was gelling and I got good starts. And do you um, do you remember? Yeah, cool. Do you remember? It was pretty emotional for you on the podium, obviously. And do you remember being able to enjoy that, or do you look back on that and you associate with you know losing your brother or like you know what I mean? Like, is it? A little bittersweet, like you have. I mean, look, dude. There's barely been any racers who have ever won AMA Pro Nationals, and you're one of them. And but it's got this other cloud around it. Or, or have you all worked through that? No, it's like I said before. You really don't really know what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like I thought it would be. Um, right, right. It made a lot of other people feel really good, which mm-hmm. I, which was cool. Yep. Um, it. I didn't really feel. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, like, of course I win one now type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Two weeks yeah. earlier, I was at Hangtown, and we're going over the end arena. I'm on the phone with my brother. Oh, man, you wouldn't believe it. I almost won the first one. It was crazy. And he's, yeah. he's at home. He had his little business and whatever. And he was always super pumped for me on if whether I didn't do good or I yeah. did. He's a cool guy. And, and then, you know, of course, you know, and then I went in one after, and he didn't get to see it. And, yeah, you know, that's just kind of some emotions you go through, but For it's sure. just kind of things that happen to you. And you just, once I realized that, you know, you're never going to get over that. You just need to learn how to live with it. And then, yeah. um, you know, I just like, well, you know, I want to keep racing. And, mm-hmm. and really, it didn't really catch up to me that year until Washougal. And I was, you know. And then I kind of, I was riding good and then I just hit the wall there. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I went there with the best intentions, but I mean, I got smoked. I just didn't have anything. <laughs> it was weird. I think everything that I just kind of dumped, you know. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I know what you mean, but yeah, it's weird how it just caught up to you a month later, a month and a half mm-hmm. later, or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm driving home from Washougal, and I'm like, man, you need to get it together. And I'm like, all right. So, and it finished the year out the best I could, and ended up at the end of the year kind of progressing again, and. That was probably felt better for me than winning the race, to be honest with you. Really, um, huh? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I didn't give up, and, like, I kind of went, you know, yeah, you I kind of plummeted down. and You got a fourth at the final race of the year. Yeah. Came back. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and I, I wanted to get, you know, a decent spot in the points and um, just kind of finish it as strong as I could and, you know, not kind of not give up. So, right. like I said, as weird as that sounds, um that felt better than winning the race, to be honest with you. 
Was Roger always like cool to work with at Suzuki? Did you always gel with him? Did you did you get along with him and all that? Yep, I always yeah. got along great with him. Um, those guys like that whole weekend and like I mean, you know, it, it just really I don't think we had really anybody that. I think that's why Suzuki kind of started ramping up that that time period. They yeah, had yeah. good people there, and I always got along great with them. I think he liked. Um, I was really good with the bike, mm-hmm. um, so it, it worked well with you know when they were trying to develop something. Sure, um, I was always good giving them. Hey, that does that. That does that. So I was just always really. Not picky, but I could just tell what the, what it did, good or bad. I'm like, okay, right. that does that, that, and it kind of. So then, when we started working together that way, I think that's why we got along really, really well. Yeah, it lined up with what they were what they were doing to the bike. It lined up with what they wanted to see from a rider and all of that. So they're like, okay, Danny, yeah, you know, I've been on enough race teams where you test with a rider and they're full of crap, and you're like, oh god, we're wasting our time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And other guys yeah. are like, yeah, this is awesome. We're we're all learning something together here. Yeah, and I do think he kind of got frustrated with me a little bit on my results. Because um, you know how racing is, you know, you kind of, you go here and then you kind of can jump up and then you can jump up and and I was just right there, you know what I mean? Yeah. On, on, um, and, you know, it, it kind of just played out like it did. You know, I I tried as hard as I could and mm-hmm. it just seemed like you know, I just, for whatever reason, that last little hump to get over, yeah. um, it was whatever, whatever kind of transpired that year, who knows what it was, but I think that he just wanted better for me because he saw potential and yeah. it's not that I wasn't trying. It just wasn't, wasn't happening as fast either for me. I was frustrated by the end I left there because, you know, it just, that Did you... point in time in your life, you're just like, man, I, what is going on? Like, yeah, you know, well. Right, like you, you got a factory bike. There's pressure on you. There's not too many of those rides around. Um, you're making good money. Everyone's watching you, and yeah, you're you know you're supposed to win. And yes, you did win Southwick, but you know, and you got a lot of podiums. But yeah, at times that's the that's the dog eat dog world of pro moto, man. You got to win, right? Like absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and to be honest with you, when uh, when you're going through testing, and then you know you get to the track. It's it's weird how just storylines play out. Like it's so big in the sport today. Like when I watch racing, mm-hmm. the guys that don't get hurt, you know, like then the next year builds on the year before, yeah. and then the third one builds on the first year and fourth, and then pretty soon you're like a machine, right? Yep, yep. And I think I didn't do myself any favors, um, you know, being on the ground. I mean, that was my, our, you know, that's yeah. my arch enemy basically, but. Like I said before, yeah, I what? wouldn't trade it. I mean, I right. I pinned it and yeah. as as I couldn't. Uh, I mean, what'd what you, you do? What'd you hurt in '03? So you in March in '03, Suzuki. Your last year at Suzuki, you start off pretty decent. Third at third at Phoenix, fifth at Anaheim one, that kind of stuff. Third at San Diego. What do you hurt? I don't remember. What'd you do? Well, the story behind that. I mean, if you got it, I mean, I can tell you. Yeah. This is another oh, funny yeah. story. So okay, so two. I really. So, oh, one, I really like my bike. They changed yep. Suzuki a little bit. Oh, two, they made them a little better. Okay, cool. Basically, oh, three was similar to the previous year. And I want to think maybe they changed something on the motor or whatever. And this is the, um, 
we're going. And really, I think this is one of the only times Roger got mad at me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're testing, right? And you know, Rob at RG3 was doing yep. our suspension, uh-huh. and we're riding. And as we're kind of getting close to Anaheim, like we didn't get tons of time on the test bike. Our back then, our practice bikes were a glorified stock bike, a little better because we just roached them out so fast, you know. But um, test bike, you know, and then you know, breaking in my race bike, I'm like, man, I don't, something's wrong with this thing. And it wouldn't, you know, it wasn't going through, it wasn't, it wasn't going through the whoops the way I wanted it to. And, but the bike just felt weird. It felt like there was something wrong to me. And so I kept working with Rob, like, Hey, I want to, you know, I want to work on this, work on this. And, and, um, anyway, long story short is he kind of benched me for the race and said, Hey, you're not doing any more tests and you're riding it the way it is. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm telling you there's something wrong with the bike. And he basically said, shut up really? and ride it. Huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, fair enough. And long story short is I ended up being right. And uh, something weird in the in a carburetor from Japan mm-hmm. was on a, on our on our works. I think we probably had like a factory carb or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And anyway, something in there was a flowing or whatever. So the jetting would be really, really finicky. So we go into the night show. And you want to keep leaning the bike out, then it detonate. Yeah, I'm like, then then he gets super mad. So then I'm like, man, it won't pull through the whoops. It's like rich. So as, as you as you you know, you want to yeah. click up a gear, and thing would just like, and then I'm holding on because it wouldn't go. I'd get arm pump, and I was just riding like crap. Yeah. And so anyway, um, Tortelli, I think it was, or anyway, the 250 guys broke. Both of them got busted up. Okay. So he let me ride the 250, uh, the factory bike. Yeah. So on the East Coast, I got to jump on that. Yep. In the meantime, they got all the bugs worked out of the bike. That thing is a fire breather, and Jessman goes out and wins the title on the East Coast, and I was so pissed. Oh, were you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I was. But, because... but, but they admitted to you? They said, hey, you were right? The day, the day no, actually no, ever. No, they didn't admit. No, because that, they don't do that. I've been on they enough race teams. <laughs> right, right. But I am at the test track every day, and I could hear the bike and i hear them like oh and then they you know i find out that the carburetor was yeah jacked up something, and something was wrong yeah that's how yeah and yeah. i struggled yeah. with it the first i was able to get podiums but like uh preston i think was railing that year and yeah i was just i had nothing for him i didn't have any confidence and that's oh. just that's my story yeah but yeah anyway i went i went and rode the uh 250 yeah. Yeah, and that was awesome. I mean, got six at Daytona, six in St. Louis. Yeah, good, good ride. That was a real. I mean, that was a works bike, and that thing was unbelievable. Like, so here, kid you not, I hadn't ridden a two or a two fifty since like amateur days at like uh, or amateurs when you jump up and ride. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Because then you just you're all one twenty five, and yeah, when you're riding um, the factories, you don't get to ride two fifties, and they want you just going. So, you know they. Uh, I get on Wyndham's bike or whoever, you know, and they, I'm up at home and I was like, Hey, race hurt. Come down here and we'll let you race. I'm like, cool. So I, yeah. I hop on the bike and like, I can't even hardly ride the thing at first. I'm like, it's so fast. <laughs> so, anyway, I think Berluti or somebody said, all right. So they put a different motor in it. I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm small. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. this thing, I can ride this. And they come around the, you know, first lap and there's chewed up whoops and i just click up a couple and i mean the thing handled so good yeah those I were good bikes yeah they were i good mean bikes. it was like yep. a real works bike not saying my 125 wasn't but no i mean that was the first time i got on something that handled like that and your confidence just goes through the roof and yeah i was able to go and like build 
um, race, you know, the next few weekends I led a, I led a main event, uh, you know, I was, you know, yeah, holding my own here and there battling, having fun. And I ended up at Houston. Um, so going back to my knees, I kept tearing my ACLs when I was on Honda and uh-huh. I got tired of getting them fixed. So I just left them, you know, without yep. ACLs in there. And like a lot of guys, do. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. pretty common. Well, I'm going in, uh, my, back then, you know, I had those covers on the, um, hay bales. Yeah. Um, I'm riding pretty close to the hay bale, like in a rhythm section and that just catches my toe and rips my, um, rips my leg off. And then since I didn't have ACL, yeah, just grenaded all my cartilage off my femur and this that was, was this wrote there. was this on a this was this on the two fifty still uh huh yeah, yeah. Was okay so you were gonna keep going on that for a while or yeah, whatever they were, yeah, yeah. They let me ride it all the way out through the series came back and it would have been awesome yeah because, yeah you know could have should have would have but um that was an awesome experience for me to ride the factory bike and right um but then so the knee's done and then they they don't done. renew they don't renew your contract no you know I I. I I think I probably could have worked something out with him. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he had me go to a doctor in L.A., um, and that doctor didn't do me any favors because he didn't know what the hell he's talking about. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you knock, when you, you scrape the, um, the the cartilage off of, you know, your femur, like where it goes down into yeah. your knee, yep. you know, they can't fix that, right? Right. And so, you know, he comes back and gives him the doom and gloom. All I'm like, oh, he, you know, that thing's shot. So it was crickets for the rest of the summer yeah and i'm like oh man you know and right. i wanted i wanted to oh, strangle that guy because i went back to my guy and he's like oh you know we can well, i got something that can work here yeah and then that then here comes the four stroke story right next year's four strokes oh crap yeah. you know and it just popped up like that so my, i go and have this surgery where they actually take a like a drill and they just drill like a bunch of little holes in your bone yeah. right and yeah. then it kind of like scabs over i guess you'd call it yeah um and that's your new cartilage so to quote unquote yeah um gives you some some sort of cushioning some sort well, of well you don't have yeah. bone on bone right? right right and it's been that way ever since and i've i've been i've raced you know i was out but i raced and um ended up another four years of you know riding outdoors and indoors and mm-hmm and I'm not blaming it on that doctor, but yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think that that certainly didn't do me any favors. But in the meantime, I thought, you know, Troy had a spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, they've had this four stroke for three years or four years. And yeah. they got to be way ahead of everybody. Um, <laughs> little you did know, you little did you know, Danny. <laughs> there I, and I'm just right back at FMF again. Oh, uh, wow. Listen, I, w- I got yeah. back on that bike and I'm like, boy, did you screw up? Yeah. Was it a good money deal? Did you have another offer? Or did you have something? No, else? Yeah, they, they actually, yeah, Phil took care of me there. I mean, right. I, I'm not going to complain. He, that guy he loved his riders. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to see everybody do as well as they can, make as much money as you can, have a, have a, you know, win races like, he took care of me, and I had a two-year deal. That was the one of the only times I had two-year deals. Um, and um, I paid the price for it, though, because my results sucked on that bike. And I'm not blaming the bike. I yeah. just, it didn't well, gel with me. I just it didn't. I didn't gel. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I mean, and 
two fifty Fs, I just I never. I never really liked them. Right, right. Mm, well, I hate. I actually hated them, and then I got on a four fifty. I'm like, oh, here's a real bike again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had to shift the two fifty Fs up and down the Supercross track a million times. I mean, we're going into fourth gear, and you know, uh-huh. on a dry slick day, you'd even click it up one at the Supercross track to get traction. You know, because the trains were so short, mm-hmm. it was just really hard to ride and. But, I mean, I'm like, I can't make any excuses. Some other guys did it, and they beat me, but I just couldn't do it. Wow. And then also, too, so I'm at Yamaha this time. I'm working for Ferry, and you're at Yamaha Troy, and, like, Yamaha Troy is starting to slip a little bit. Phil's got, you know, personal stuff going on, and guys are leaving. Um, you know, Dean Baker left it later on, and I, just the Yamaha Troy brand team slash team, just they weren't the powerhouse they were with Casey Johnson and Ron Ron and all those guys, you know. Um, and we knew that at Yamaha. We knew that it wasn't the most organized team and all of that. So that probably didn't help either, you know. No, and and I just saw what I – from across the pits the year before, you know, like yeah. those guys were riding. But they were racing against 125s, right? So, I mean, that yep. four-stroke, I mean, oh, that thing looks looks good, you know. And yeah. um, I don't know, it kind of felt like I was back at FMF again, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm sure only, it did. Yeah, no, <laughs> only got yeah. paid better. Yeah, you got, <laughs> so yeah you, got, you got paid better. But no, I know yeah. there was things behind the scenes. Brownie quit halfway through the yeah. year at one point. You know, like it was. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. Um, I I yeah. almost after the first year, I almost I and I you I just, was sitting there. And you I, said, and I, you and said I, take I, take the money, rip the contract up. <laughs> I almost went and knocked on Mitch's door. Yeah, and and said, look. I'm going to get out of my deal, but again, yeah. going back to, I probably, maybe I should have, but I, Phil treated me so well. I didn't want to do that to him. I was frustrated like Brown. Right. Um, and you know, I always finish what I start and whether, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it hurts me or helps me, I stuck it out. But yeah. I'm like, I, it was just tough. That was, yeah. those were tough times, but that was my story. And I yeah. mean, that's the truth it's... of what happened. It's, right. I rode what I had to ride and I did it. I rode it as hard as I could. Yeah. Um, and the motorsport thing uh, for Mark Johnson was running that then, right, I think? And then mm-hmm. back yeah. on Hondas. Did Did you yep. enjoy that Honda a little better than I the did. Yamaha? Yeah. Yep, yep I did. I did. It, handling-wise, it was it was um, a step up. And, um, you know, things in the um, four-stroke world were just making leaps and bounds from there now. Like, yeah. that was when they were getting these um, – cams and custom cams and trannies and these guys you know having all these works motors and these these really cool parts built um we ran more of a production base obviously yeah um, than the factory team yeah yeah because you know we didn't we want didn't want the things to blow up and they ran pretty good um and uh you know i i actually i that bike wasn't too bad um for you know that i'm surprised the team didn't well i guess it went to cowie but yeah they went to um, yeah the next year yeah yeah but I mean, it it was kind of it was kind of climbing. It, it was making huge gains each year, um, and whatever. But again, you know, were, at Anaheim, I, bl- I blew my blew my back out and my herniated my disc. So were you? It's crazy. <clears throat> were you gonna? Was okay. So you raced you raced arena cross the year after that. Did you have an offer from somebody else? Or did you, did you, was the arena cross the only thing you could kind of get? Because I. I I remember thinking like, yeah, Danny's been getting hurt, but when he can, when he's, when he, when he's on the bike, he's fast. He can, he can, you know, he's still a good rider. I was, mm-hmm. I was surprised that you didn't stick around longer, you know, after that. Yeah. I, so I, 
I hated the 250F so bad that I'm like, I want to ride a 450, man. I need something that has some horsepower that I can use my my technique on more, you know, because I just, I, I wasn't good on a 250F, I don't think. I mean, I jumped on a 450 and I was like, I think my, for whatever reason, I just rode it better. Yeah, yeah. Even though I was smaller, yeah. whatever. I don't yeah, know. but I mean, Ricky's small. Lots of guys, Blake Baggett's small. You know what I mean? Like lots of, yeah, that doesn't mean anything really that much. I think maybe your skill set and how you kind of ride a bike um, when you have all that horsepower, you had to manage it because right. those things were like gnarly fast in the first, yeah. you know, a 450 or whatever. But, you know, I was talking to Mike Batista and he was trying to get a deal going with Preston. And I'm like, all right. Um, it might have been for Supercross only. And I'm like, cool. Well, that's what I want to do. And it was kind of like maybe going to happen, maybe not going to happen. And at the last minute, it didn't happen at all. Okay. And um, I kind of didn't play my cards right there. I mean, I should have probably been more proactive, um, pounding on doors. Um, right. Yeah, you were kind of putting your chips in, in in that. You know, because I thought it was time. Like, I'm, I'm always – I never wanted to be in the lights class that long. I wanted to keep – you know, I had, when I was at Suzuki, I'm like, cool, I'm, I can yeah. ride this thing, you know, and then whatever happened, happened there. And – I'm like, man, I got to get out of this class because I'm not. I'm going downhill, not uphill. <laughs> right, right. So, right. you know, it's time for me to to do that and you know do something different. And so I kind of put all my eggs in that basket, and then um, his team ended up kind of it yeah. didn't really unfold though. I think the way he wanted to, and ended up doing it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? My thought was, all right, I can go and probably get on another light steel maybe some semi-deal and I'm going to struggle. Yeah. Like, but I can ride a 450 in arena cross because we could ride 450s. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go ride that. And then if, if somebody gets hurt in supercross or, um, they need a guy, I'll be available. And that was kind of my thoughts. Um, and why I did that. Cause obviously it worked for like Darcy Lang and yeah. some other guys. And, yeah. Um, you know, filling riders were just kind of getting going then. Now they're, guys feeling more i think than they used to but yeah yeah i agree um yep. that was kind of my thought process on that but and then uh arena cross kind of um it was fun it was definitely not easy right uh yeah it was pretty is is it was not it was a challenge in its own right like riding a 450 in the little arena cross and those guys are good at, at riding yeah they are <laughs> they, like, they know what they're doing right yeah, yeah. They're, they're gnarly and uh so anyway, i had fun with that and and then of course the next year, they go to 250 Fs again. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're like, oh, yeah, awesome. I was like, man, I can't right. get away with it. Right. And then really at the end there, uh, like I said before, I was kind of, yeah. my body was wearing down. And, you know, I I met my wife, and I think I was ready. To, yeah. Like, how, man, how old were you when you quit? Uh, I was 29, 28. Yeah. I think I rode uh, almost 10 years. So, I mean, right. I felt like, hey, you know. I don't know. You just know. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Does, that doesn't sound like you have any regrets or any bitterness at all. Uh, the way things went or have, having to quit or, you know what I mean? Like you sound really like you were ready and you're totally at peace with it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't like, Oh, I can't wait to quit racing. Right. Um, but then all of a sudden you just, you just know it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. I think, you know, like I, I said before, when I think if you, if you felt like you kind of like, left a bunch out there yeah obviously 
there was a lot of races out there and maybe some potential I left out there was super frustrating for me at times mm-hmm. when I was like, Phew. but as far as the effort I put in, yeah, that's all that really mattered to me anyway, because you know, you're the well, only one that can do that and hell, what else are you going to do? So no, for I... that part of it, it <laughs> it's like, you just, it's no big deal. You know, you're like, well, that's that. I don't think anybody in your career could ever say that you didn't work hard or give it all on the track. You know what I mean? Like that, that was the way you wrote. I don't. Nobody ever said, oh, he's a quitter, oh, he's not in shape, or oh, you know what I mean? Like that, that you know, a lot of injuries, like you said, but the the fact that you did leave it all out there, I think on, on most races, um, it always, you know, had a lot of people uh, respecting your talent and your your, your 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 drive and everything, you know, so. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh, really do that on purpose. Is more just. Just, yeah, how you like, are. Yeah, it's right. kind of, well, and I knew. I mean, let's, let's face it. Yeah. You know, like I said, those one year deals, mm-hmm. I mean, and once, once I got into racing, you kind of, it's not what you expected to see You're like, Oh wow. I better figure this out quick. And, yeah. and it's not like I was like a amateur prodigy type guy where, sure. yeah. um, if, you know, if I slacked off and didn't care, I would have got bounced after the first year or two, you know what I mean? So I, I knew that, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty evident, and you can even see it today as the riders, which is kind of unfortunate. They even it's almost gnarlier now. I don't follow it enough, but it almost seems like they don't give the guys a. They're so young, they don't give them enough chance to kind of figure it out. Because I mean, I'm telling you, when you're 19, 19, 20, you don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, really, right? You think you do? Yeah, you know? yeah, but you don't. No, for sure. No. Uh, yeah, it's funny how that works. Um, what uh, you still got your Southwick trophy somewhere? Are you still st- sitting out? Yeah, it's yeah. in my garage. Good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, to hear. it's the sorriest looking uh, trophy you'd get for winning a national. Uh, really? Day, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, yeah. I guess I'll put that on the <laughs> shelf. <laughs> you should see them now. Like... Yeah, you should see them now. They're they're so cool nowadays. They're like the last five years. The trophies are massive and they're they're awesome and they all got themes and everything. But now yeah, figures, yeah. figures, figures. figures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You still got you still got like uh, any old bikes or anything, any old race bikes or anything? Did you you got any memorabilia you know, like that stuff? Um, I kept. I, I try to keep a helmet from every year. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. yep. So I did that, and uh, they're hanging in my dad's basement. And then, um, you know, just some cool knickknacks. You know, like there was a couple races where I'm like, oh, that race was awesome. I always kept those trophies. Like, right. I hated Troy, Ohio, with passion. <laughs> So and I got I. a trophy there one time. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm keeping this trophy, even though I hate this track. Right. Because I got a trophy here, and I don't didn't think I would ever even get a top ten. Yeah, was, yeah. I mean, that track was so hot, and I mean, it, I got smoked there pretty much my whole career, except yeah. for the one year. I don't know. Uh, 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 that I, was that. I did too. I did too as a mechanic. I got smoking hot there every year. <laughs> Uh, there's guys laying on the side of the track. Dude, right? It's so gnarly. Is it, is it safe to say that Brock Sellers was probably your favorite teammate? Am I missing oh, somebody? Yeah. It's It's got to be yeah. Brock, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we go way back. Um, that's one thing I do miss about racing is my, my friends that I don't get to see. You know, him, Canary, yeah. um, Donovan. There's a bunch of guys in California and, like, even guys you just bump into once a year at the track. That, yeah they remember you and stuff and it almost like it was normal to me for so long and then when you don't ride anymore you're like yeah. whoa that's that's weird right bobby k um, bobby k's a legend i just saw him unadilla i see him at unadilla every every year just a legend yeah yeah 
so we were on uh motorsport room we were roommates and we had a lot of fun that year and and he's yeah that he's a, he's a he's a hoot yeah he, he's an amazing he's, he's great. him and, and the dogger you know he was around there too yeah we had yeah. a lot of fun with him paulie um mm-hmm. you know uh bobby's a prison guard now out in new york did you know that I heard. Yeah, yeah, he's a prison guard. It's been a while guy. since I talked to him, but right, yeah. right. it's uh, kind of like, yeah, that's interesting. He's uh, he's great, and also he raced up in Canada all those, all those years, so I, I know him well. Me being me being Canadian, um, were you able to walk away after all those years of racing with with a little bit of nest egg of money? Like, were you able to put some away? Were you, I mean, were you was that part okay for you? Yeah, you know, like I said, those so the first four years I really didn't make any money. Yeah. Um, Suzuki, you know, I started out with like entry level contract from there. And then the second year they, you know, they gave me a reasonable contract, but that year, you know, I, I had a few podiums and was able yeah. to get some bonus money. So I got that going. And then third year I got a better deal and I was like, and then the Tro- Yamaha Troy, um, I got two good contracts with those guys. Yep. And so, yeah, I was, it was a great head start for me, put it good. that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can, yeah. By no means retire forever, but right. Um, yeah, like, it was like, it was something I learned um, real quickly because, like I said at the beginning, I did it not for the money. I yeah. can honestly say that I was like, "Wow, I just want to do this." Well, you start getting busted up, and <laughs> and you figure out how hard you put, and you're like, "All right, you know that's where the the contracts come in. You're like, right. this is an equal deal. You know, you yeah. work really hard, and then actually in the end, it." It motivates you, you know, to try and, you know, you you think, wow, I just put 10 years into this. Yeah. It's not being selfish. It's everybody's nature. You're oh, like, yeah. Hey, I want to, you know, I want to get, you know, make as much money as I can with, and especially if you performed. To be honest with you, I didn't feel good about my, I mean, my Yamaha deal when I wasn't riding good. Really? I mean, they didn't pay yeah, me yeah. exuberant amounts of money, but right, like. Right. Like like I like I went there and 250, I did three hundred well. like two fifty three hundred ish. Uh, I think I made two hundred. Yeah, yeah, two hundred on the two year deal, yep. and then maybe the second year had a better. Right. Somewhere around in there, I'd have to look back to be for sure, but right. Um, I made that on Suzuki, but um, a lot better bonus. You know, I might earned it all. Right, 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 and so, yeah, so you actually felt a little guilty. You're like, oh god, I'm not even getting podiums here. I didn't feel guilty, but like I didn't feel like I lived up to like the deal that I made, you know, and because right. uh, I felt like I still should have been battling for wins. I mean, I was getting podiums, but I was so far off of like actually winning the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was super frustrating. That was the only time like money inter kind of intertwined with my racing. Just okay. that one year. Yeah. The first year actually wrote okay, but yeah. um, and I think that a couple of riders at KTM went through the same thing i did there i mean they were paying guys tons of money they weren't performing it's just not a good deal right um and the on the flip side you know things are going well shoot they're it's not like you're gonna give the money back screw that but no yeah. um, <laughs> you, you you earned it either way yeah, yeah. but it just doesn't make for like a good partnership and the it just it screws everything up when that happens sure. i know uh i know a few riders that are like that you know they had moderate success like you they made some good money and they simply put it away into retirement, and they have jobs now. But they're like, hey, all the money from racing that I took home, you know, I sold my big trucks and I sold my houses and everything else, and, and I got this nest egg when I'm going to retire. But now I need to go get a job. You know what I mean? Which I think is pretty yeah. smart. Pretty smart of people to do that. So Yeah, I'm similar in that, but yeah. I mean, it gave me a good jump start. But I, I started working as soon as I quit racing. And, yeah. Um, you know, 
I still have some of that money saved and, good. um, well, good. you know, hopefully it'll service well some point in yeah. time. But my wife, she's, she works full time. She's super successful and, um, a hard worker as well. And, um, you know, we're, we stay super busy. I'm as busy now doing other things I was when I was racing, even, right. you know, with our family stuff and we have a nine year old daughter and all that. And so in, in different ways, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm just as happy now and just as busy in other ways, you know what I mean? Awesome. It's really scary to me to think of this kid that I met in 98 as a nine-year-old daughter now, by the way. You just you kind of really shocked me right there. but uh, I'm 40. <laughs> dude, God. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's awesome, man. Uh, listen, uh, hey, and, and I'm really sorry for not being a good enough mechanic back in 98, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been I, better. Oh, that's funny. Um, we, uh, no, yeah, I, that that was, uh, you know, and you bring up these old stories, and sometimes you forget about all the stuff that. Yeah. That that one year almost seemed like three. Yeah. There was no, so I, much going on. I know. Pretty, pretty what uh, what's your dad's name? Rusty? Was it? Ru- what was yep. your dad? Yeah, Rusty. Yep, I, Rusty. So your yep. dad your dad comes down to California one time, and we're in the we're in the Honda shop, and uh, he's like. Uh, this is early when I started working for you, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and he's just like, uh, hey, uh, you know, you know, we're just talking or whatever, shooting the shit. And your dad goes, uh, yeah, uh, next year, uh, Danny's buddy Mike is going to work for him. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's great. We're off to a flying start here in 1998. Like it was all like I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's he's famous for always just. No, he was super nice. No, super nice. Like, yeah, never, never a jerk. Never, always nice. You know. But I was just thinking, I was laughing to myself about that story. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, I think it was funny. We're at one race, and my foot pick snaps off. Um, that wasn't me. I don't remember. That wasn't me. No, that probably wasn't. <laughs> it was that year, though, right? Okay. And he's just going, like. My dad's well removed from the pro scene uh-huh. and stuff like that, but he's smart enough to know that you're on a factory team yeah your foot pig shouldn't be snapping off yes and yes. he did i think he finally just went oh my god like yeah <laughs> what yeah. is going well, on you you know your original mechanic got fired for fighting another mechanic on the team do you remember that or you probably don't even oh, know yeah yeah, yeah. so well, they- we showed up to the race and he wasn't there and i'm like well, where's my mechanic and they're like well we fired him yeah. about two hours ago i'm like oh <laughs> okay yeah uh, he, uh, yeah, they, him and another guy got into a fight and, um, and, and then I guess you probably had somebody else that weekend. Then I was hired that next weekend or whatever. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. Um, I remember. So did we, you got to refresh my memory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, uh, did we end up doing any supercross that year? Or was it Yes. Outdoor? Uh, no, I worked for you for, uh, St. Oh, Vegas, St. Louis, Charlotte, Vegas, maybe one oh, more. Um, Charlotte, my okay. So yeah, one of my first races with you, the front sprocket falls off the bike, <laughs> and so this is, and I'm like, what? Like, like okay, like I, I, I'm not Mike Gosler here, but I did tighten that front sprocket. So right away, like you're just like, what is this idiot? So then we take the motor back. The other mechanic had been had been uh, air gunning the sprocket bolt in, and he had mushroomed all the threads up in the main in the in the in the, in the shaft in the secondary uh. shaft. And so, <laughs> when I put the front sprocket on, like I got it tight, but it was like a false tight because it was just mushroom threads and everything. Now I probably right. I probably should have realized that, but I was my first race and blah blah blah. 
But I'm like, are you kidding me? The front sprocket falls off. Like you're, and you're just like, I remember you're just like, huh? Oh, okay, cool. And uh, I'm like, oh my god. So then when you combine that sprocket thing with the with the circlip popping off, and then Hooker saying, this is the wrong size circlip, and I know to to I, I got it from the same drawer that all the circlips are in. I mean, it was just a cursed <laughs> thing. I was just like, what is going on here? You know. And then at some point back in Ohio, Danny, one of the mechanics was putting sugar in the other mechanic's gas to blow his bike up. I never heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't have to do with me or anything else, but I'm like, what kind of team is this? Like, what is going on here? So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we I made it out, but. Yeah. yeah, that was. Um, I mean, that's that is so funny. I forgot about the Charlotte story, but I remember that now. The what story? And then the what story? The Charlotte. One. Oh yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, the front sprocket think, came off. Yep. Yep, and I think you you remember a race after that might have been Vegas. Did I smash the pipe? Uh, one of them, I smashed the pipe down coming out of. The, I think it was Vegas. Mm-hmm. Had a decent ride going, and like you and I couldn't catch a break. I think I ended the year smashing yeah. the pipe flat. Um. And it wouldn't run. And, and, and then, so uh, so one of the reasons what made me call you was that Glenn Helen photo on Instagram. Did you see that? Where everybody was tagged. Yes, yeah, somebody sent that to me. Right. You know what's funny? Like at first glance, I'm like, I didn't really realize that was you until I had to look at it again, and it said Mathis, and I'm like, oh, you're like, I oh, forgot that oh, you're you like, oh, you're like, oh, that idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> well. So that was I the, so, that you'd win right. No, that started uh, the season with me there. Yeah, I started near saying. the end of Supercross, and then uh, <clears throat> so that race they okay. So that race we go to that Glen Helen race. My, okay, the, the mechanics are fighting. Uh, front sprocket falls off. Um, it's a shit show. Glen Helen FMF decides to make our bikes retro. Right, remember paint the pipes red, and you had the cool gear and all that. Well, right. you cartwheel in the LCQ. You get up and still qualify. I think this is how it goes. So then they make us. So I'm I'm changing bars and pipe and grips and you know all this shit, throttle tubes and all this stuff because you you, mm-hmm. you you damage it all. So then they go, hey hey hey, we're putting our retro stuff on. And I'm like, look, I don't give a shit about this retro stuff. I gotta get this bike fixed, right? And they're like, no 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 no. Like so, we had to pull our bikes into the semi. All the photographers were there. We had to pull our bikes into the semi. We're all swapping plastic and red pipes and, and seat covers and, and everything and number plates. And your bike is still not together. Like I didn't you know, like I'm still trying to get this thing for the for the moto. And uh, we wheel it out and uh, uh, all the photographers are there and like your bike's like looks like Frankenstein because I haven't even got it done yet. <laughs> and then uh, so then the bars something yeah, that 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 photo from Instagram is from the starting line. Like I want to say, and and again, I think we put the wrong bars got put on them. Something, something like that, or your bars moved because I forgot them because I was wide open, and you're like, no, I think, yeah, I think what happened was everybody's like, that was my bad. I had right in the front grandstand, a big crash, and so they're up there and there was all that chaos going on. Well, I remember, like, I'm on the I'm on the line, and I'm like, man, something feels wrong. Yeah, I'm like, and then we look, we're like, holy shit, these are not even my 
This is the wrong bar. There's not even a bar bin there. <laughs> I don't even remember. Okay. okay. So that's I'm what it was? Get, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get them, like, positioned to where it feels halfway comfortable. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, so there I am putting the wrong bar bin on. Like, what an idiot I was, Danny. Like, so, <laughs> I don't know if you did that. Yeah, who I knows? Like a, I don't know, because it was a fire drill. I remember. Yeah, a gaggle of guys throwing parts on the So, thing, okay, so I was I was right about the crash in the LCQ or the crash in the heat or something, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. Um, yep. And then I was, and Pingree got third that day. I remember that. That was good. Yep. Uh, yep. And yeah, I was just like one thing after another. And then Sheik was really tearing into everybody and, and all the mechanics. We were trying to live together back east. And I was going, I can't believe I'm on a factory Honda team. And this is it's just such a shit show. And I wasn't ready for it myself. <laughs> I wasn't ready, like, as far as a mechanic. And dude, it, it, like I said, it was a really big wake up call for me. And then your knee gets blown apart every possible angle. And there goes my trip to Mammoth, and and, uh, and I'm just like I can't believe this, you know. So well, yeah. imagine what I was thinking. Right, was like, right, right. I'm like, wow, this this pro racing is a rough business because I, I didn't know any difference. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, you're like you're like, and then Varner and Hooker hate each other, and it's like I'm like, oh my god, and you're just like, is this how it really is? <laughs> oh, uh, good times, good, good stories. I mean, now like, yep, yep. What are you going to do? It's pretty wild. But yeah. It all worked out. Oh, yeah. No, listen, you were always like you never were a dick. Like, I, I'm sure you didn't, you know, I'm sure you didn't have the highest confidence in me, but you were never a dick to me. You were always really nice. Nice kid. Your dad was nice. Um, You know what I mean? Like, all, I, I don't have bad memories from you and your family, like at all. I just, I just wasn't ready. And the team was a disaster. So, you know, uh, all of that. No, I, you know what? I got to give them credit and even you and, all the guys we really worked with, because I mean, they stuck behind me, you know, like, and we all kind of learned together. But yeah. shoot, we had everybody was a rookie, and yeah, you know, it worked out. And I have, man, there's just a, you know, if you look, I mean, obviously it's easy to say now, but if you kind of look back, you just cross paths with people, and it everybody kind of ends up. That wouldn't happen, and that yeah, wouldn't yeah, happen. That, that you know, yeah, yeah. You yep. probably wouldn't be sitting where you're at today, really. I mean, if you wouldn't have went through all the channels that you went through. No, no, 100%. It, it made me no. focus and made me realize, like, if, hey, I want to be a mechanic, I can't, you know, stop fucking up. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how it was to me, you know? So Yeah, I mean, it's, it's dude, I, I, I'm, like I said a million times, I wouldn't have changed anything right. I did. It right. was awesome, and. Like, I have the Bill's Pipes to thank, you know, Bill there and Jeff. And <clears throat> I didn't even ride for them, and they helped me get another ride. And, and you know, the FMF guys, I, those guys yeah. stuck behind me, gave me an opportunity. Like, I, it was awesome. I tried as hard yeah. as I could for them. Then they, they kind of, like, were all for me getting another deal. And Suzuki people treated me well. Bill treated me well. Like, right, right. I really can't complain. Might have sounded like I complain about my bikes all the time here, but I mean that's just a story. I just no, yeah, yeah. Go back and bench race a little bit, but like, you know, I, I have to say like every even oh and arena cross. I mean, great people. So yeah. I mean, motocross has been so good to me. I I really can't have much to complain about. No, absolutely not. Well, good man. I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing well. Um, that's really cool. You work at WPS. They're a big sponsor of everything that I do in the media side of things now. Uh, you know, and you know, by the way, I worked for Red Dog for four years, and uh, not that I want to say like five years ago, Timmy was like, you know, you're a better media guy than you were as a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so there you go, Danny. <laughs> 
There you go. I, I, <laughs> you know, maybe I can find my calling here. <laughs> Kicking you around a little after all the years. I know, know, right? What a jerk. What an asshole. Uh, so, well, you guys had a pretty good run there. And, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had some success for sure. So it was cool. Well, and, you know, he was always a fly guy too, which is ironic. Um, yeah. Wore their helmets. Yeah, helmets. Yeah. yeah. I wore their helmets one year. and um, It's cool to be back working with them. And it's actually, I took a little break from you know, from racing and all that, but it's nice to be back kind of connecting with people again after all the years that yeah. I was kind of away. And, um, I'm I talked to people on the phone that you'll work with this vendors and, Oh, I know you, I know you. And it's, oh, it's really cool. a small yeah, yeah. world. It's a small right. world when we're all said and done really. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And, uh, and I'm glad that you're still following it and into it. And that's really cool. And, and you sound like you're doing well. So, um, thank you for doing the fly racing racer X podcast presented by the folks, at Maxis and uh, as well at Renthal. So um, thanks very much, Danny. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. appreciate it. Good luck with everything, man. Yep. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's great to talk to you, and uh, might see you at a race here one of these days. All right. Can't wait, man. Thank you. Yep. Talk to you later. Thanks. You. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, didn't anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. 
stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 